you have to grow. Hold on, wait. Hold on. Time out. Hey, we got five. Wait. Ten minutes. What? You getting the background again? Got five minutes, bro. Cause y'all niggas is fucking up the times, bro. You said bro, you got five minutes. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm dropping in to say hello, fellas. Uh, got shit. All right, well, just give us, give you us, ain't got give us your. Go. You can't say you got to go. Where you going? Where you going, bro? Where you going? What you about to do? You got nowhere to go. Nigga, what you about to do? You about to hit the streets, bro? Nah, bro. Yeah. You got quality time. Y'all got three all day. months. Yeah. Fam, y'all gonna, gonna be in there together tomorrow. And the next day. And the next day. We gonna be the here, next day. <laughs> oh, Man, we at the shit. Same place where we gotta be at, bro. <laughs> Curfew pass. Niggas really in jail, bro. This shit crazy. This shit crazy as fuck, bro. All right, man. Welcome to another episode of Culture Filth. We're here with the gang. You know what I'm saying? Got the co-host gang on. We got Jones in the building. My co-host Gabe in the building. Grace yeah. and Waldog. Waldog in here as well, man. We just another session tapping in. Um, did we tap in last month? Uh, was this yep. was this pre or post engagement for Jones? It was the day. It was right before engagement. Oh yeah, then we got to give that a. We got to get some good, you know what I'm saying? Because it's been hell on earth, hell on wheels since that happened. Shit, be honest. So, Jones, man, go on and break, <laughs> break, down, break down the day of honor for you for us, man. You know what I'm saying? Tell, tell, tell us how it went down. Man, what you want, like a play-by-play? I mean, shit, play I by was there. Play. <laughs> I mean, not all of us was there, bro. We don't know how it led up, though. We don't know how it like Yeah, know. man. Give us the behind-the-scenes shit. We just saw, we was just there. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, uh, how was you feeling that day? All that, all that good shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> can't do something funny, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was, it was a day. You know that, that that was obviously very special. Um, you know, got the got the opportunity to make that that commitment. You know, to my lady. Um, I guess I think that. I had been waiting on it for so long. I had, I had bought the ring, I want to say, in November. So, I mean, Christmas. Yeah, so Thanksgiving passed, Christmas passed, New Year's passed. And uh, I really wanted to try to catch her off guard. But turns out that that, that wasn't really the case um, <laughs> by any means, you know. Mm-hmm. So, for y'all... <laughs> When y'all do finally get to that point, definitely, definitely, definitely do not tell many people. Like, mm-hmm. I think that uh, that's what I wish that I'd have done differently is, is is probably has set it up where not many people had known. Because once you tell, like, too many people, that's it, especially her friends. So, um, but no, I mean, I, I kind of set it up where... You know, I had uh, I was trying to bait her in. I mean, she was already on alert. Like, she knew what time it was. She knew that you know I I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. Um, so she was already kind of you know on alert. So any big moment, any big holiday, she was definitely you know on alert, waiting for it. Um, 
So for Valentine's Day, uh, I took her back to the restaurant that uh, that we had first um, went on our first date to. And so I was kind of, you know, thinking that, you know, she would be expecting it on Valentine's Day. But of course, didn't want to do it, you know, on Valentine's Day, but kind of wanted to tease her a little bit, you know, getting her to think that that would be, you know, the actual time. And um, luckily, I had three weeks off in February. So that that last week um, that I had off, I had just kind of told her that, you know, I wanted to spend as much quality time with her as possible. So I had just kind of had a, a sequence of um, dates lined up for. So throughout the week, man, we just went on a couple special dates, um, kind of just reminiscing on, you know, when, when I first fell in love with her, first couple, you know, spots that we had gone, gone to, first visited. Um, so just kind of leading up until um, that Thursday when I had really planned on on proposing. And uh, Thursday has always kind of been our, our date night. So I wanted to do it on a Thursday. I thought it'd be easy to kind of get her dressed up, think that we were going out. And the initial plan was that we were supposed to go ice skating. And I was going to propose there uh, at Campus Marshes, um, doing it there. Uh, that was maybe like our second or third date. But of course, you know, women never running on time. She was, uh, you know, trying to get her hair made up done everything ready so like at that point like once she started taking forever that's when I kind of knew that she knew what was up but ended up uh you know having to call an audible on the play and going straight to to the dinner spot y'all was there families was there um and man I went ahead and and did that thing popped a question celebrated with y'all obviously you know she said yes Put a nice little rock on her finger, made her feel real good, made her feel special. Um, and man, that was uh, that was pretty much it. I don't know if, uh, if if that was the play-by-play that she was necessarily looking for. When did but, you know though? Um, she, when did you know? Like, the, when did I know that she knew? Nah, that she was the one and shit. Man. That's exactly what I was about to say. What was the time between when you knew to the time when you bought the rock? Did you talk to her peoples before about the shit? Like, what's, what's the backstory? Damn, man, I know this what the podcast is going to turn into. Waller, nigga. Waller is planning right, right now. So yeah, let, yeah, give me, planning, give me what he needs. Chill out, bro. To y'all niggas love. You know, give me what he needs, man. I think, <laughs> Hello, I David. think it was, I think it, it was more so kind of like the timing. I think that timing is, is, is very important. Um, and you just kind of start paying attention to, you know, the things that you like about her, you know, your conversation, what y'all have in common, what her goals are, um, you know, and you, and you start trying to not, not even trying. It just, it just kind of naturally flows and you see like, you know what, I can win with you. You know, I trust you. You know, we've got, you know, a lot of the same, you know, goals. We share a lot of the same values. Um, and I think one of the biggest things, you know, is is that Keisha is, uh, is very strong in her faith. And I felt like being with her had, had continuously encouraged me to grow my faith. And that made, you know, made me feel real comfortable, um, you know, because I feel like, you know, marriage is, is not only is it a, a business decision, but I feel like it's, it's you know, holy matrimony. So. For me, it was, 
I think it was it was more so just the time. Um, you know, I had been through some some good times, some bad times, but I kind of seen how you know how she was rocking with me. You know, and I I felt like she was somebody that I could confide in. I felt like you know when things are good, you know, I could lean on her. You know, she'd be there to to uplift me, to help me through tough times. And when things were good, you know, as well, you know, it was it was always you know just just a a, a pleasurable and enjoying time. So. I think that, you know, as Keisha and I continued to grow, um, I saw that she was kind of like the, the the missing piece in my life, you know, as far as what I was looking for, you know, from from a woman. And um, obviously with, with, with Dallas as well, you know, I grew to love Dallas and, you know, not as, you know, my biological daughter, but but I was comfortable, you know, with, with making that step and, and, and coming in and, you know, being, being, you know, a father figure, role model in her life. So it just, it just, it just felt right. You know, it felt right. Um, so I just went ahead and, and, and pulled the trigger. You know, I, I knew that I didn't want to be out here in these streets too much longer. And I wasn't going, you know, let this, let this pass me up. I wasn't going, uh, I wasn't going to take it for granted. And, you know, I kind of had made, you know, that promise to myself that, you know, when the right woman came along and, you know, the, the, the timing of it, you know, made sense that, you know, I fully commit to, you know, taking that next step. That's live, bro. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Hope y'all niggas are here listening to this young man, man. <laughs> what I took shit, away from Ken, that. you about to be down there in the eight? Shit. Ken, are you in Atlanta right now? No. No, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, hot boy, hot boy. Nah, but yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful sight. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, one out of five, man. You know, I don't want I don't know when the next one is gonna be up the bat. Probably but, you. Yeah, could be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Actually, Waller. <laughs> Waller, y'all sleep on Waller, bro. Pretty yeah, me and we sleep me, on me. milk, nigga. What you mean, bro? Nah, That's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> yeah, he waiting on the, the talent. The only nigga the I got no hope for is Gabriel Lee Martin Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That nigga there. Hold on. <laughs> Woo. I'm sleep on G too. Man, no, we not. Nah, bro. Nah, we not. That nigga. Every time we find out he got a girl, he break up with her, nigga. Y'all ever uh, noticed that, bro? Right. As soon as we find out, <laughs> nigga, he be like, "Oh, them niggas on to you." Gotta go. Bro, this nigga wild, bro. That nigga was on Shorty Ooh. IG with his whole back posted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what you say, whole? But I, his back. <laughs> his that nigga had the Christmas photo with his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my boy, look at this nigga here, dog. That nigga was like, yeah, you know, this how I like to pose in front of the tree and shit. Oh, <laughs> hey, G, you uh, quarantined by yourself, bro? Yo, quarantine dolo, man. That nigga lying, bro. <laughs> man, listen, I ain't go out my. Just got this baby next out. to me, man, you know? Oh. <laughs> wow! Hold on, what you got? Oh man, that glizzy. And that nigga got the doomsday. Nah, man. That dude, Just in case, man. <laughs> yeah, he ain't with the bullshit, bro. Just in case this shit turned left, nigga. 
Bro, y'all remember the day TJ yeah, found out man. Gabe had all them guns? That nigga was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that nigga got Call of Duty over there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that nigga got big guns over there, nigga. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he got the split cack, nigga. I walked that nigga apart. Hey, I said, wait, wait, what the fuck wait, is wait. going on over here, nigga? <laughs> He said, "Wait, well, but back to back to wall though, man. Who you quarantining with, wall? I'm with Bay, nigga. Oh, what hey, you hey, fucking? Hey, and, 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 and for those people who was on, my Bay is exactly who you think it is. Bay is exactly who you think it is. If you was gonna stand another date, bro." <laughs> So, so update us on your situation, player. You feel me? Man, that's all good, bro. <laughs> no, no, that was February. February. That was February. You heard? That was yeah. February 13th. Yeah, he was, he was, he was shitting bricks thinking that uh, old girl had, 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 had dust in the wind, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> dust in the wind, B. Boy, you on here boomeranging and all. Oh, uh, I see why niggas bringing up old shit. That was like that was like two weekends ago. I was gonna go to the I wouldn't been to get another ticket, nigga. Hey, hey, boy, I don't, I don't think it's in your best interest that she ever hear that pop, bro. Of course not. Hey, man, bro, I'm over here dying. Me and me and John delete all that shit. The way that you were sounding on the last pod to seeing, you know, how you've been moving since. Hey, bro, I, I got a jeweler. <laughs> hey, hey right. He on the fast track. Modern Damn, growth. Where are Kindling G, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> he really did do a 180, though. Like, Literally. For the good. For the good. Hey man, John Waldog is quarantined in with Bay, so it's up to you if you plan you know to go into those details. All, all if you want to go into bro. that details, you, know, you just said we did, they just asked you who was you quarantined with. You said Bay, so what are you talking about? I got shit to lie about, nigga. Shit, that's what I'm with, nigga. We know I'm chilling. saying, like, if you want to explain, no, I'm like, saying, bro. like, we talking about how you got there from, from last yeah, time. From last man. Episode. How'd you get oh, to this man. point? What you know, happened, nigga? You know, he got to live in right now, so you gotta. Be be uh be be patient with dog if you want to go there. You said be patient with who? With you. You dog is you. Ah <laughs> oh, man. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> nigga's funny. <laughs> nah man, it's been cool, bro. So uh, you know, since the last pod, you know, we continue to go out, you know, and I think the the important thing was just communication and just understanding down where everybody's head was at. You said what? What'd yeah, you say? We can hear him. I said smooth down oh, play. No. Uh, he got some living. Don't worry about it. Continuing to, you know, to number one, like, date and spend the time to get to know one another and then just kind of see where things were going. And for me, I kind of knew. I mean, and, like, I talked to her about this, bro. Like, y'all know, bro, I've, I've been out here a little bit last few years and i've seen a lot and uh it was just a lot of qualities about her that i felt like were worth um you know uh how do i put this put my best foot forward that's my favorite phrase right now about and you know taking something serious and feeling like this is something 
<clears throat> that we should like take a chance on like really focusing on and, and investing in one another and seeing where it goes. And so, you know, we continue to date for a few more weeks, then we made it official. Stuff's been good, you know. It's uh it's still like the honeymoon phase in a lot of ways, but the quarantine has been interesting, bro, because you know, we had only been together uh, not that long, bro, and then like the quarantine came about and then like I don't know similar for y'all probably like when shit first started to happen, it was like, well, we don't know what the fuck about to go on. You know what I'm saying? And so in Chicago, they were talking about, oh, they might shut the trains down or oh, they might X, Y, Z. And so like we kind of made the decision where it was like, all right, well, we live far enough apart from one another that like we might as well like do this shit together just in case like the city shuts down. And like, you know, that's a big risk, especially when you first get into a relationship, you know, because we both are kind of on the same page of like, we don't really believe in like playing house, you know, uh, it ain't really like anybody's ideal situation, but like this is extenuating circumstances, and here we are, and it's been good. You know, it's uh, it obviously has its challenges, man. I mean, even if you were by yourself, you get a bit of cabin fever. You know, being locked up in the spot all day, but you know, you got to learn each other's uh, you know, space and routines, and like I think something that's been cool about it is that like we've got like daily routines and stuff like that, and so you know, we've gotten to know each other very well. And, you know, things are good. We've had you know your typical, you know boyfriend girlfriend man woman you know tips here and there but like nothing crazy but it's been fun man but uh definitely a new phase in life bro definitely uh, a different turn in my life than like anything y'all have probably ever seen um so it's just it's good man it's 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 definitely one of those things where it's like a new phase and you're enjoying it and you just continuing to learn like one step at a time bro like that's all i can say and i think like the stability fact, like I ain't never been this stable in my life. Y'all know me, bro. I'm always moving somewhere. I'm always on a mm-hmm. plane somewhere. I'm always going, like, and so to be on this month for the first time, really in adulthood, and then also to like be with some like rebuilding and learning. It's a whole new energy vibe thing. But I have to say, like, I feel like I made the right decision because like we very much align. Like we bump heads on shit, but that's what people do. But, like more times than not, like it's it's good vibes. Like for real, that's for real. a hell of a way to start, bro. On this quarantine shit. Yeah, bro, Man, it's crazy. Bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. But that was like a decision that we both had to make because it was. It's that's a hard decision, bro. Like, like yeah, we like each other, but like, nigga, we basically been like living together, which is fine. But like, it's it's worked out. I will say, like, bro, I didn't had to go get most shit for the crib than I thought I ever needed, bro. Like, fucking cleaning supplies, goddamn. <laughs> More than a day supply of shit for the fridge. Like, even if it was just me, I would have just kept walking to the grocery store every day, bro. Like, fuck it. She like, nah, we need this, this, and that. So, yeah, bro. Like, I do feel like I'm actually an adult for the first time. Like, I have stock in the crib. Like, I ain't never got that shit. Shit, TJ, you live with me. I ain't, I don't keep shit in the crib, bro. Like, you already know. Like, I keep very minimal uh, supply of shit. So, that's been definitely a new journey. So, there's your answer, assholes. <laughs> nah, man, that's beautiful, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Y'all niggas really starting off this podcast, you know what I'm saying, the right way with good energy, especially <laughs> with all that we going through right now. You know, what's funny, nigga? Every time I say some shit, you laugh. <laughs> Y'all niggas starting this podcast off real good, yeah, you feel me? Yeah, bro, I'm saying, bro. Get <laughs> the love, love talking about relationships. <laughs> that's what <laughs> Man, man, tell us about you, man. Yeah, Ken, nigga, the ball in your court, nigga. Yeah, tell us about you. What's up? I mean, as 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 the pod knows, you feel me? For those who tapped in, like I was in the A. You know what I'm saying? The last time, uh, you know, we was in the pod, and obviously, I wasn't there for no reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, 
you know, uh, that was like, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's my girl now. But uh, at that point in time, you know, that was our first time really uh, tapping in, <clears throat> like for an extended weekend. And it was real cool and whatnot. Um, but, you know, ever since then, you know what I'm saying? Like, she came back up here, you know what I'm saying? She has family up here. And, you know what I'm saying? We made it official since then. But um, similar to John, like, just like structure-wise, like, you know what I mean? Definitely feel pretty stable. Um, obviously, uh, I was very, like, you know, um, cautious about how I entered this uh, based off of, like, the length of my last relationship and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want How to long was the last joint? Like, how long did that last? So I feel like y'all was together for, like, five years, and it was only, like, it was two. Three, three, like three and a half. It felt like she went so, to GB, bro. She got in so quick. I was like, man. <laughs> oh, you for a minute, nigga. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've gotten talking to several times about, yo, you feel me, take you your time, setting the third. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I definitely listened to that. But at the same time, I couldn't ignore what was in front of me, you know? So, I mean, um, and you date, you feel me? That's just what you do. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that. I would have been just in, de in denial about the type of woman she was and, like, where that was in my life. And, you know what I'm saying, naturally, you know, other people just started falling by the wayside, like, in any, you know, how you get to any relationship. So, I mean, in that regard, like, um, you know, we've been quarantined it a little bit, you know what I'm saying, back and forth, and uh, especially for the long-distance uh, uh, relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've definitely made an appointment to see each other. Um, pretty consistently so but I just really feel John about like I my my, my fridge is like this in a minute I'm getting introduced to different seasonings and shit bro I'm really cooking like this shit crazy like so I mean um but I mean nigga what about, you cooking man I'm just saying bro like <laughs> usually, usually like I said for example we were at the grocery store and she got mad at me because I was using Crisco I'm like damn I thought real niggas use Crisco apparently not so shit, you know what, what, what y'all using shit coconut oil, oil. Yeah, coconut, coconut oil. oil, olive oil, shit like that. But she like trying to help me eat better. Coconut oil. Yeah, I'm like, don't you put that on your beard, bro? Wait, hold on. No, I've been cooked with that before for sure. My bad. I'm looking at the uh, bottle right now. You can use both though, but I think it's I think it's olive oil. I'm looking at the jar right now. But um, anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like just uh, just good vibes and good energy. What's been going on since the last pod? And you know what I'm saying? We definitely doing what we need to do to continue that, you know what I'm saying, while taking the necessary steps to grow the pace that we need to grow, you know. So hope that's, you know what I'm saying, what y'all want. Y'all know y'all going to drill me about a relationship every time we hop on this bitch, but it's okay. So, you know. Every trip. When you move into the eight bro. You have, uh, whenever uh, this company offered me. What's the status on that, B? Uh, so I had an a interview with an un un um, a company to be for – Name at a later date. Um, <laughs> Seventeenth. I think. I ain't don't want to say shit about it until it happened, bro. But uh, <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, I had an interview uh, on the seventeenth on St. St. Patty's Day, low key. So uh, it was a video interview, though. Um, and like low key, I thought it was with one person, and. You know what I'm saying? The guy had popped up. His screen had went black for a minute. Then I'm like, all right, shoot. He finna come back. Next thing I know, it's like six, seven squares on this video. I'm like, all right, man. Oh, shit. I'm like, good thing I put a tie on. 
So, yeah, yeah, four men. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it was a good. It was it was definitely one of the uh, probably one of my best interviews in my recent memory for sure. You know the way I popped it off. You know what I'm saying? They stated that uh, you know. I made quite the impression, and they really asked all the questions. So the momentum just carried from there. You know what I'm saying? I feel good about my chance. God's timing. You know what I'm saying? I think this would be a huge relief for me in a lot of ways. But, you know, once again, it's God's timing. So I just feel good about what I have to do on my end and the effort that I put in. So, you know, um, everything going on, I'm just blessed to be, you know what I'm saying, still working, you know what I'm saying, both jobs, you know what I'm saying, with a, with a, a lot of people not having um, to be as fortunate. So. But as far as that goes, you know, we'll see. And I'll keep the squad updated and the pod updated as well. So that's really what it is. For sure. Good news, bro. Continue to be no, playing the room for your, uh, your interview process, man, for sure. <clears throat> oh, yeah, man. Definitely appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's just a, a block. You know what I'm saying? Definitely trying to hurdle. You know what I'm saying? trying to hurdle for a while now. But, you know, I think that when it does, I think everything that I went through before will be worth it, you know, whether it be now or at a later date. So got to be content either way. but. You know what I'm saying? Um, just trusting the process and having faith in the process and, you know, moving on from there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know how it is, bro. Timing is everything, man. Yeah, bro. Like, honestly, I mean, it's, it's it sucks to say, but, you know, and me and Grace talk about this all the time. When you used to, like, a certain response, whatever, like that, you can't become immune to it for real. So, even, like, yeah. now, I'm just like, all right, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just see. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't let myself get too high, too low by anything. You know what I'm saying? My girl be trying to tell me to be speak more positivity and speak things into existence. But, you know, after so long, it got to happen first before, you know what I'm saying, you can do that in future situations. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not genuine. I'm not going to speak some stuff into existence if I don't feel it's true because I'm lying to myself. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. sometimes it's got to happen first. And that's where I feel like I'm at. So, uh, but yeah. So we'll, so we'll see. But hopefully, you know what I'm saying? I'm in A by the summer. And, uh, you know, I can make my transition. Uh, into a to a new beginning, you know. So and then have a hub for for my Negroes to pull up on me. Yeah, oh, me man, like I said, hey, like, man, man, I told, I, I told you, I'm like, bro, like, we got hubs all around the country. Man, man like, I'm like, Jones just got engaged. He he got Michigan on lock. He, I don't need to be here, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I need to just <laughs> utter, make my way. Yeah. Don't you need to be here, bro. I don't, bro. He got it on lock, man. He got, you know what I'm saying? He. He got engaged. He got he's both sides of the family here, bro. My family and I are here. She, I know it's time for me to go. You know what I'm saying? I was waiting on my mom. That's real. Yeah. Respect that rap. Real rap, man. But you know what I'm saying? Going into that, man. Like you know, uh, since our last pod, man, a lot has happened in the world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with COVID nineteen, we gotta go into it too much. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's about just want to hear everybody start some like situation. Like what? What we currently going through, did you ever expect this to happen? You know what I'm saying? To Did you ever expect for us to see times like this for real, you know? Because obviously, you know what I'm saying, hopefully we're around to tell our kids about this, but you know what I'm saying? Um, it's definitely uh, something that I personally didn't think I would experience, you know what I'm saying? So I, I still try to grasp my, you know, grasp the, the thought around it every day. And then every day, you know what I'm saying, you see more lives are affected in, you know, uh, a socioeconomic way, financially, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, and then personally with, you know what I'm saying, lives being lost. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, how how do y'all feel about it? And basically, what are y'all thoughts about what's currently going on right now? Mm, man, dog. I mean, 
I'll. So I got, I've got like a synopsis point of view, and then I've got like my personal opinion. And my personal opinion has not been popular. Surprise, that happens all the time, right? But all right, so you know, first and foremost, I didn't take this seriously at first, and I thought that this was just going to be a blip on the radar, and you know, maybe a couple weeks. It's a scare, you know. It's hysteria, mass hysteria. It'll be over with. But you know, it's it's begun to impact the country widespread. However, I will say, you know. My thing with COVID-19 is this. Well, first of all, let me just explain what it looks like at, at a macro level. So from from a standpoint of the hospitals, hospitals are supposed to operate at like an 85% capacity rate. And a lot of money is made in hospitals by two things, either cutting people or putting people to sleep, right? But when you have COVID, which is a respiratory infection, it's a disease, right? It's a virus or whatever. It's a, it's a respiratory virus. Um, is you don't it can be transmitted easily and so you can't be doing surgery on people and you can't be doing anesthesia on people so your two money makers as the american healthcare system two of your main money makers are now shut down and COVID is typically affected by people who are less able to shelter themselves so your poor and indigent population so those people are either uninsured or they're insured by medicaid which is the lowest form of insurance payment for hospitals so now basically for the american healthcare system your money makers cannot enter the hospital. And now your hospital beds are over 85% capacity with people who either aren't gonna pay you or you're gonna get very little payment. So that's causing massive financial pressures on the American healthcare system. All right, that's step one. Step two, because of the scare of COVID, we do not have enough COVID tests nationwide to know who has COVID. So businesses are being proactive and shutting down because they don't know who has it. So the economic engine of the country has essentially shut down. Airlines, small businesses, medium-sized businesses are all shutting down. The only thing that's open are essentials. And you know that. So your grocery stores, your gas stations, your logistics and supply chain stuff, all that stuff. So there's a massive standstill of our economy. So the stock market's going way down. Nobody's spending any money. Nobody's making anything other than non-essentials. Everything's at a standstill. So our economy is frozen. And so Here's the quintessential thing. So everything is shut down because you got, you got to flatten the curve. So this is the issue I have with it. Number one, they're saying, oh, cases are multiplying exponentially day by day. And that's true, but it's not true at the same time. The fact of the matter is we're just getting more test kits with each day. People who are infected are already infected. It's not like more people are really actually being infected. I mean, some are. But that exponential number is just the fact that we have more tests to be able to detect who's affected. So infected. So in my opinion, that's mass hysteria. Now, and I'm about to hand it off, but this is my this is my quintessential point, bro. So the American healthcare system, I mean, the American economy is massive. And people say, well, why can't we just do like China? Well, China's not trillions of dollars in debt to someone. We're trillions of dollars in debt to China. China also does not do all of this philanthropy work for other countries and other countries don't depend on China's economy like they depend on ours. So we need to be running as an economy. And oh, also this is an election year. But here's the problem. Here's what's gonna be the fundamental decision that the Trump administration is gonna have to make. I personally believe our economy cannot stand still like this for another month. Six weeks tops. Most healthcare experts are saying we need to sit still through May, possibly into June. I don't think that's possible. So at what point do you get to a decision where you say, 
the greater good of the economy and the American people for years to come is going to be to open businesses back up and let these elderly and or poor and indigent people potentially suffer from coronavirus versus we're going to try to flatten the curve through June and we may need another stimulus package by the end of the summer or midsummer or we may be in a great depression i don't know me personally i think the greater good is that you got to open back up the economic engine and you know we, we got to do our best in these next three four five six weeks to flatten that curve and take care of who we can take care of but at what point is it going to cost us for the next decade from an economic standpoint um to, to try and save these people's lives. And it's gonna be a difficult decision. And, you know, there's always gonna be someone mad at Trump's decision, but I personally side on the fact that we should really give it a go for the next four to six weeks and, and try to save who we can. But after that, like, bro, we gonna hurt the economy real bad. And like, all of us are at risk at that point where, you know, people gonna start losing their jobs. Some people already are, but like, you really wanna talk about a great depression with 20 to 25% unemployment. I think that's what we're looking at if we don't get the economic engine back open. So that's where I stand on it. But if you don't get the virus under control, then what's that? That's fire. Well, I, I, I just think you, you got to try to flatten the curve, bro. But like at what point you got to open the engine up, bro? But we it's don't. Capitalism. We're not. We're not like, OK, how long does it take China to get back right? Two months. But we don't have a strict restrictions we don't have as much restrictions as china does we still got people government like, don't run on capitalism dog they, they i'm, that's the pro I'm saying that's the problem bro yesterday in dallas in one day there was 823 complaints about large gatherings like people calling in and saying people not listening like yeah, we don't we're not listening bro like we're not listening <laughs> chicago have you seen y'all beaches bro i haven't they lit right now people are <laughs> Or chitlin, bro. Like nobody yeah, listening. So if we don't get that under control, then like yeah. you open up the economy and and then just a lot of people just die. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to get the situation under control first, and people people just gotta listen, bro. I think that's my problem. Is people, even if you think it is a conspiracy theory, I think I honestly think there's something behind it. Whether it's I don't know, we had the vaccine and now because I seen a video that kind of made I don't really listen to conspiracy theories, but. This dude said this vaccine or whatever was made four to six years ago and, you know, schools are closed now. And so now this company is they're going to require schools to have this coronavirus vaccine and they're going to make billions. Like some of that stuff kind of makes sense. But like, I think there's something behind it. But at the same time, y'all got to listen, bro. Like, even if you think it's a conspiracy theory or you think there's something behind it. This shit is still real. Like I personally know a few people that have died. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Didn't really hit until I knew people that died. But I feel like we just gotta listen, bro. Like that's the that's the, the main problem right now. People are not taking it serious as they should. I mean, I get that, and you know what I'm saying. I agree with you about that. Uh, but at the same time, like, I mean, if you look at it, our country is based off being hard headed and not listening. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, think about it. Like, China had it first, and, you know what I'm saying, Trump, like, fired WHO officials, you know what I'm saying, that, like, warned them, and people were having meetings about this, like, beforehand. Like, and that's the problem with our country. Like, we're always reactive. We're never proactive. So this is what we get. You know what I'm saying? This is what 
it comes down to. And this is why you have a, a decision, like John said, where you risk, you know what I'm saying, putting massive amounts of lives in danger versus, you know, um, having a 20 to 25% unemployment rate in the economy. And it will be the Great Depression if he doesn't open it back up. You know what I'm saying? But these are things that could have been maybe not prevented, you know what I'm saying? But um, Mitigated. Yeah, it could be mitigated if, you know what I'm saying, if if we took stuff seriously. But, like, our country as a whole, you know what I'm saying, we think we're too good, we're too cocky, and we don't take things seriously until they actually happen. That's why we're trading off debt in the first place. So, I mean, when you think about it, like, if we have no other choice, but, you know what I'm saying, because the Great Depression is going to hurt everybody and it's going to put future lives in danger too, everybody you bring into the world. So at the end of the day, like, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, like, you have to fly to cover as much as possible, but you see what is it's been been done to businesses and whatnot in only a couple of weeks. So to think that this could go into May and June to save lives, like when lives have never been the priority of America anyway, going back to, I mean, slavery, going back to, you know what I'm saying, healthcare not being provided, going back, going back to so many things. So why would it be a priority now? Yeah, and I, I think the weather change is going to help uh, because it is a respiratory virus. I think that'll help. But I think the one thing we'll find with this is that, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, the Democrats have a chance to get the office back now. Um, Donald Trump has really dropped the ball on this. Um, I think I think the Dems are weak, you know, and I, I'm Democratic, uh, but I, I don't I don't think Joe Biden's a strong candidate. And it looks like he's going to get the nod. But they're really going to have to try and leverage this uh, this COVID-19 fiasco to try to get back in office. And I still don't feel that good about it. But it gives them a good chance. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, I agree. It gives them a, a good chance because, uh, like I said, it's common knowledge of what everybody else in the world has done and what we've done. You know what I'm saying? And this is a global thing. So obviously it's going to be looked at of how each country is handling this pandemic or what they did beforehand to, like, mitigate it or prevent, you know what I'm saying, this outcome that we're currently experiencing. So, I mean, that's common knowledge. And this is something that's happening in the last year of him being in office before re-election. So this is going to be fresh on people's minds, especially, unfortunately, as people continue to get infected and continue to die. So, you know what I'm saying, from that perspective, like, that is what voters are going to recognize. And that is what people that don't usually vote are going to, rec- going to think about before they choose to not vote. Because this is something that affects every single person. This is definitely but it could also be a situation where, you know what I'm saying? I mean that that was part of the reason why I feel like Biden got the nod, honestly, because of all this stuff going on. A lot of people weren't trying to go to the polls and stuff. Well, I mean Well, I think Bloomberg mixed a lot of shit up too. Um, no, that's Elizabeth true. Warren took some votes from Bernie. I don't hey. It's all mucked up, but I, I I thought Bernie was gonna get it for a second. But I think Bloomberg had a lot to do with Biden getting those votes. That's my problem. Yes. Election, bro, is that Republicans know who they voting for. Yes. Like, there's no question. Like, I I don't, I'm not a politics type of person, but I really don't even know the candidates on that side. Yeah, like, because there's not. Know who they're, they're vote. They know who they're voting for. So with us, it's like. Like you said, Kendall, it was different last election with all the – that was going on with the lies and tapes and stuff like that. But still, the Democrats, a lot of us, especially our age, you know what I'm saying, if they don't care that much or if they don't have such a 
a strong tie. Like Obama, he was black, so there was a strong tie to that. But we had, like, as far as the candidates now, if you don't have a strong tie, a lot of people just don't vote. And so I think I think the ultimate lasting problem with Barack Obama is that, and it's not a problem, is that like, bro, it's like, it's like dating, bro, where it's like. You fucked around with like an eight for some years, and then like all you've been looking at is sixes now. You're like, man, I'd rather be by myself. <laughs> like he was too good. Like it is so hard to come behind him as a Democrat, bro. Like, bro, who could ever be Barack Obama again, dog? Like for real. Like he didn't fuck up shit, bro. A public figure too, you know what I mean? He he really never messed anything up, bro. Like I mean, obviously people are gonna have opinions about his policies, but he never had a scandal. He never, like, said no wild shit. Like, he, bro, he really was flawless in his presidency, bro. Like, that's impossible to follow up. So it's going to take a while. But Trump is the incumbent, um, so no one's going to pose him on the Republican side. But, yeah, the Dems are all weak, man. And it's kind of sad because they have four years to get a plan together. And yet, here we are, unorganized as fuck. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't feel good about it. I agree, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, I think that we all know that if anybody didn't had a reason to not vote before, then the pandemic that we're in now gives somebody just that much more of a reason to, you know, make a difference. And then we'll see what, you know, what uh ends up transpiring. But, you know, I guess this is like I mean, if if the Dems can't, you know what I'm saying, like get together, you know what I'm saying, use this as a tactic and you know what I'm saying come out with victory when this happened, you know what I'm saying, so fresh in people's minds, you know what I'm saying, during Trump's presidency. And people are very, you know, um, aware of the things that he didn't do and things that he did say and things of that nature. So we don't have hope if that's the case. So, but we'll see. Not to dive into too much of a, uh, you know, that's the politics portion of it. But as far as like, you know what I'm saying, like Dave, you talked about how you know people that, you know what I'm saying, that have died personally, you know what I'm saying? And then um one of my uh one of one of my old heads, you know what I'm saying, he has double pneumonia and just got tested for it too. So it's definitely affecting a lot of people fast and you know what I'm saying? Like so my girls just talk about me going to work every day. Huh? Have you talked to uh profile? He been in China, bro. How long? Uh, he been in China for over a year. Uh, my my AD been in so China for over a year. I haven't talked to him since. I haven't talked to him personally since then, but you know what I'm saying. Um, he did. I did watch the video that he made saying he was all right. He was good. You know, I haven't got a chance to really uh to talk to him. He should. Well, he was supposed to be back by now, but you know what I'm saying. I don't know what that date is. Um, looks like at the moment, but you know, I definitely have to tap in with him and uh, you know, you know, tap into his brain and see like what his experience was and you know how everything is, how he's doing. Most importantly, more more important than anything. Definitely. But hey, bro, I need sports to come back though. This shit fucked up. Yeah, man. On that level, yeah. bro, like <coughs> sports been gone for how long? Like. Not even two weeks. I think both the NBA night been like It should been bad, bro. And that's why. <laughs> and that goes to another fact. Why John's like, bro? Do you think that can last? How much longer, G? Hell yeah, no. Well, bro. what's crazy, bro, is that that a couple weeks ago, Mark Cuban was like, 
we'll be thankful if, like, you know what I'm saying, we can get back going by June. And then, no, I think he said July, but then, like, yesterday he came out and said, like, um, it looks pretty optimistic that we'll be able to get, begin playing in May. Man. Hey, they, speaking they, of Mark Cuban, do y'all think he going to end up being a presidential candidate? Uh, uh, why not? Would you mad at it? I would not be mad at Mark Cuban being being the presidential candidate. You see that? I mean, if, if Trump can do it, it's gonna open up a whole. It's open up a whole another lane of people that you know what I'm saying never felt like they could be in office. That you know what I'm saying? That I mean, like, you gotta remember Ronald Reagan was a movie star though, and shit. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of fucking California, bro. Facts, bro. People love to be entertained, bro. Before anything, Trump is an entertainer, bro. I'm gonna be sad when he leaves. No, hey, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Did y'all see that video though? When the lady was like, I had a fever on Friday, he was like, Oh, bro, I hate them motherfuckers who, who act like they too righteous for to, to think Donald Trump is funny, bro. Donald Trump is funny as fuck, bro. I don't care what nobody say. He be having me dying, bro. I said the same thing, bro. Cause he really just that that rude ass white boy who just say whatever. And it's like at this point, I've accepted the fact that like this motherfucker is the president, and like now I just gotta laugh at the wild shit he be doing. Bro, bro, like, that's another problem about voting. I'm trying to tell y'all, it's gonna be some people <laughs> out here like, shit, Trump gave me twelve hundred. Yeah. <laughs> hey John, did you hey John, did you hear uh well obviously you heard about the stimulus package about us getting twelve hundred or whatever. Well twelve hundred if you make under seventy five K and then decreasing uh from there on. But you hear about Canada getting like two grand a month like the next four months? Yeah, and, and I mean it's the thing though. Like uh you gotta realize Canada has a way smaller population than the US does. And they already have like a um a socialized healthcare system and things like that. So, I mean, they already are paying more taxes into, into their government and they got less people to account for So they can do that. The problem with the United States is that we have such a large diverse population and we have a much more diverse uh, industry base than Canada that there's just a wider spread of, of incomes and social classes and things like that. So it's just harder. It's just harder to do here in the States. So, I mean, it's not as straightforward. Me, personally, I was hearing about they was going to knock 10 to 50 bands off of student loans, and I was all for that, bro. Because in my mind, if you want to put money back into the economy, the people who are going to be earning high dollars are likely going to have student loans more times than not. If you knock that money off, they'll inject that money into the economy. But, again, doesn't look like that's gonna go through, but I would I would have gladly taken that. But that's also a selfish issue. I mean, but like you said, like they already talking about how this stimulus package may not be enough. And this bitch ain't even been really officially signed up yet. Right. I, I ain't gonna lie, they they looked out for small businesses though. And um yeah, anybody bro, listening out enough. there, um you should definitely apply for the disaster loan. They give another two million uh, for businesses. But um, you said is you said is that gonna be enough? But you well, gotta I'm saying that gonna be enough. The loan. You gotta pay this back, G. Yeah, it's a loan, but it said like next to nothing though. It's, the interest rate is super duper low. And that's great, but I'm talking about for like say for example, like 
corporations make up, you know what I'm saying, only so much, or, or C-level employees only make up so much of like, the American workforce. Like, a lot of that shit is based off of service and stuff like that, hospitality, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, like, what is 1200 about to do? You know what I'm saying? Because they not can Oh, no, that's rent. just to shut people up. That's not going to shut niggas up, bro, if, if rent is still due. That's not shut No, you can defer it. Rent's not due. A lot of people to defer it. Defer, what does deferring help if you were still unemployed? What, John? They're saying defer, like, from three to six months. But I think what people don't understand, defer means you still got to pay that bitch. <laughs> and it's still accumulating. So, like, at the end of the day, what's that doing? Like, you, you still got that shit over your head. That don't make you feel any better. And you're trying to find a job in a frozen economy. Because unemployment's only, like, what? How much? How, what percentage of your paycheck? Get up to, like... 40% or some shit like that. Exactly. So how is that paying rent when niggas already living check to check? Yeah. So I'm talking about from that perspective because, like I said, like a lot of people already living check to check. You know what I'm saying? This happens and you give them $1,200. Like, what's that going to do? They, shit, they just trying to keep their phone on. They trying to get food at that point, let alone try to keep their roof over their head. Shit, I'm buying a brick. If I'm if I'm broke and I get twelve hundred, nigga, I'm finna <laughs> buy a motherfucking brick, nigga. Man, where they selling them that cheap? Bust that bitch down y'all and tripping. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it's, it's probably cold too. You think so? It's cold too. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> them dope things got twelve hundred. I need all that. Twelve hundred, bro. <laughs> huh? Twelve hundred? No, I, we said what? I need that twelve hundred. You need that. Because you're a C-level employee, but, like, a server at a restaurant is what is what's that going to do for them? I mean, if your rent is $300 and $400, you be straight. But how, where is that happening in the U.S.? Montana? Flint? <laughs> how many people live in Flint? Sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just being realistic. Like, like, if you're a server overview. already, your cost of living probably is not that high. Absolutely. That's not true. Niggas get bread off of being servers, though. Okay, yeah. You yeah. Off of tips and shit like that. And then, like, the whole restaurant shut down. Some people may not even reopen. And then they don't know where to go. If you telling me, like, that hardcore cash that they were getting, now you're going to get a $1,200 stimulus. Oh, yeah, it is taxed. It's going to help them. Okay, this is my point, though. Yes, you, you are right. But nobody is going to complain about getting $1,200. They're going to complain. It's like what? It's like it's gonna be like okay, this and then what else? Because if if things continue, like what else are you gonna do for me? Like what else? Like it was this I can't find nothing, a job. But it was this or nothing. Or nothing. I, I wouldn't say it it's was, this. I'm or saying nothing. it was this or nothing. It could have been. I'm saying so. What would you have rather rather gotten? Nothing. They had to have this. They had to cut the check to get it back in the economy anyway. But I'm saying it was That's this option or nothing. So there, people are gonna be happy that it was an option at all. Nah, Better I don't take think that twelve hundred. Get these packs off, nigga. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was ever <laughs> Based off of what everybody else was doing, it was never. It was never an option about what if they were going to do it. It was about like what, like if they're going to do it, it's about what they're going to do. Because like, they didn't have an option. I did not expect to get any money because they. Huh? I did not expect them to do get give anyone money personally. So the, the fact that they're giving twelve hundred dollars is for most people it's like okay at least they're doing something yeah minute, it's, gonna, it's not gonna do stuff a lot it's not gonna hey, do a lot like oatmeal better than no meal shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I get that, but like I said, like if everything else continues, then like that is only a band aid. Yeah, you said Kendall's like, saying that, that that we're gonna have to revisit this same scenario well, in the summer. Yeah, they, I'm saying that's what they said. The similar business 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 in the business community, but not they giving a bunch of money though, Kendall, to businesses, bro. Yeah, to business, I mean, in yeah. theory, yeah, businesses should be able to like hire. And like retain employees for the next Good. couple months. But, that but, true, but that's based off a, a definite date. They're that's based off a date that they're expecting the economy to re to be reopened, right? That has to be. Because they that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why, but, yeah, that's why it's, it's back gonna back, it's gonna open back up, bro. It's gonna open back up. They can't yeah, hold that through that. May though. Huh? They can't hold the economy back through May though. They gotta Nigga, they got like a month. They said they, they said them checks be cut until at least May. So does that mean the business checks are aren't cut until May? You know what I mean? No, uh, I don't know how to be in, but I mean at the end of the day, like everybody got paid somebody. So the checks need to be being cut soon before business have to like not reopen. Yeah. yeah they gotta cut them checks sap though. And if that if if if, if this if 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 businesses is the first priority, then okay, cool. Because they gotta hire, they gotta, you know what I'm saying? They gotta do that. But you know what I'm saying? It gotta be cut immediately. But all I'm saying is that that's like them cutting that check based off a definite date of when they expect the economy to reopen versus what health officials are saying about us going past that date. Obviously, then another stimulus would need to be revisited. But you know, at this point, it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. And you know what I'm saying? Sad to say, you know. Lives gonna be lost because of it, but you know that's that's where we at. Yeah, bro, I feel it. I mean, I feel you. That's, I mean, twelve hundred is not gonna do a, a lot, but it's, it is gonna do a lot for some people. Certain people, people are gonna be grateful for it. it just depend on yeah, what, what your cost of living enough. is, for real. I yeah, mean, what your cost of the living is, and, and, and what you got saved up, and what type of job you got. If you got a job, you know where you still got income. You know, then, then then you are right. But I think what Ken's point is, you know, there's a lot of people that's living paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, now they don't have any source of income. And now it's just like, all right, well, here go $1,200. And they like, well, shit, you know, my rent is $1,500. And, you know, my job is, let's say I, I work in the in the club and I'm a, I'm a bottle service girl, you know, and I'm, I'm used to you know, making, you know, $1,500 a weekend. And now I can't, I can't go do my job and I haven't saved up. And now um, I'm, I'm, I'm ass out. I think Kendall, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's kind of what you're getting at is. That's exactly you know, what I'm a saying. Lot of people. We're off, off, all of us on this pod are fortunate. You feel me? We're not in that position, but I'm saying that the majority of the population is not us. Is what you know what I'm saying? And they, are in certain industries where they can't help they made a career out of or you know what i'm saying or that was paying their bills before and based off of you know what i'm saying circumstances that are out of their control you know what i'm saying now they're supposed to just get a handout when the whole you know what i'm saying lifestyle has to change you know what i'm saying and if you only get 40 in like and a lot of stuff like you don't get really a tax return off of being a body girl for real so you're not even getting that because it's based off of 2018 2019 tax return so if if you get if you hustling and shit like that inside these restaurants, inside these clubs and shit like that, where a lot of money is being made, 
know what I'm saying? Then you're not getting that. You're not even getting that. So what? Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the play devil's advocate at the same time, Kendall. I mean, it, it sucks to suck, nigga. Life happens. <laughs> like, yeah, I understand. Nigga, you're and, and, and that's the that's the reason why you know it's so important to, to have an emergency fund and the, and to have savings. Like, you know, it. I get what you're saying, but nigga, you supposed to be prepared for times like this. I'm nah, saying they, no, they could have got fired any day. But yeah, I, I, feel yeah, it. I understand that. But, I feel you know what I'm saying? I feel yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and and that's cool too. And like and to base off that, not only emergency fund, but that's why it's important to have education too, because a lot of the people that have education have jobs where they're able to work from home. You know what I'm saying? Like if you in other industries and stuff like that, hospitality service, and you don't have a degree, but you've been getting money in other industries, that's cool, but in dire circumstances like this, you know what I'm saying, having a degree, having an education would be, would have would come in handy. And that's not to down anybody, it doesn't, that's just the, the reality of it, you know what I'm saying? Because people sometimes talk about how education is not worth what it used to be and ain't shit, you know, and that, you know, you can take that pain to the grave if you want, but in this situation, like, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people are able to retain their income and maintain their, you know what I'm saying, their lifestyle, you know what I'm saying, during a dire mercy because they have education. And that's true, bro. That's true. I feel bad for people who like full-time entrepreneurs, you know what I'm saying, I know a few chefs, a few uh, creators who really, you know what I'm saying, on their stuff, but I know they just can't do anything. Events been canceled. Yeah. That sucks. That hurts. So we'll see, uh, you know what I'm saying? We'll revisit this sometime in April and we'll, you know what I'm saying, see uh uh what the damage control is. Cause that's now that's all we're doing right now, is damage control. So you know what I'm saying? We'll see what that look like. For sure. To be continued. Man, y'all niggas got anything else? Cause John disappeared. I think he, I think his, uh, I think he had a time limit. She must have turned the shit off. No, he said he said he was out. You said he did. Yeah, got a blast. Got a blast. uh, You gotta go when you gotta go, man. You gotta go when you gotta go. But uh, that's a lot of people taking advantage of this. Y'all been watching these uh, these DJ lives. Man, these DJs been going hard, ain't they? They getting they got, sponsorships they got, off of it. They got the cash app. Oh, my man's just going nuts. D nice. And then um, my homeboy, my homeboy DJ, he got a little. Uh, he's supposed to be on the night. He's probably he probably on right now. It's crazy though to see everybody on the same playing field. Like everybody really is just in the crib. Bored, just not doing nothing. Celebrities bored, can't go nowhere. Yeah, bro. We are on the same playing field, just waiting. You know what I'm saying? Waiting for something to change. So, you know what I'm saying? But y'all make sure y'all get some fresh air, go outside, make sure y'all mental health is good, man. You know what I'm saying? While we all, you know, cramped in the crib, you feel me? So make sure everybody's straight, man. Y'all niggas make sure, for sure, man. I'm going to do that. You do the same. 
Y'all niggas make sure y'all washing y'all hands, dirty ass niggas. Yeah, you <laughs> before. It's never too late to start. If y'all niggas out there been digging in your ass, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, shit, man. Hey, hey what y'all been watching TV? Huh? Man, been bro, watching? I just got hip to for life, bro. Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta catch up. Bro, I gotta watch. I gotta watch uh, episode from yesterday. But man, that show cold. Fifty got another one. Fifty yeah, is a I smart. I need to start that boy. I'm a. Uh, it's, it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, I'm about to start watching that. Okay. You watch Jones? Huh? huh? What you watch? You watched it, Jones? You watched that for life? Nah, nah, Fifty. I ain't checked it out yet. I. Uh... I watched the first episode of that uh, that Who Killed Malcolm X. But man, with with, with having a four year old in the crib, it's it's tough to really get to give some of your undivided attention. Um, you been gotta watch right just, now. Yeah, exactly. So I I, uh, I watched one episode of Malcolm X. Um, Keisha and I we started that uh, that Adam J Walker started that together. But for the most part, man, I've been. I've, just doing a little reading or a lot of reading. That's kind of how I've been occupying. Um, you know, my free time is is a little reading. Damn, I'm about to read. I'm gonna start back reading, man. Sheesh, I've been on some bull. I've been quarantining on the game like a motherfucker. I did go grab my uh, my PS4. I got a PS4 for my uh, for my bowl game gift this year. So I'm gonna be tapped. Tapping in with Best Buy, Best Buy Ken to uh, to pick up a couple of games here and there, yeah. just to shoot the the, the socialize. Grab that duty, and we can all get on there. You said get on the duty. Yeah, get the duty. We can all hop on there. It's cross platform. Got the box sent to me. Yeah, got that great? That you got Xbox sent? Yeah, my boy. He said he ain't want it, so. <laughs> sure, I, I could have sent you mine, nigga. I, I don't even play that shit. No, you, you could have right, yeah. right. You can't grab the duty, can mm-hmm. I'm you not even good no shooting games, honestly, bro. I'm not good no shooting games for real, my G. I play Dragon Ball Z, nigga. To be honest with you. <laughs> real shit, bro. And sports. Yeah. I respect that. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right, black people. You know what I'm saying? It's been. It's been real, as always, with the gang, man. Glad that all five of us got a chance to tap in, you know what I'm saying, for a monthly check-in. I think we hit all three months this year so far, didn't we? Yeah, yep, man. So yep. we'll see y'all boys in April. And uh, I holla at y'all, man. Push your flip out. All right, boy. Love. Um, you have to grow, man.